From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about what you can do to break the roommate cycle by infusing some freshness back into your marriage. There's an anonymous quote that says, it's time to break the cycle. It's time to heal. It's time to grow. Mm. And I think when we're talking about the roommate cycle, all three of those things are applicable. It's time to break the cycle. It's time to heal your marriage. And it's time to grow in your marriage. And we're yep. talking about that on today's show. But first and foremost, we start every show with a hug. And a hug is really, it's an opportunity for us to go, look at what you're doing. Look at what happens when you take intention and take intentional action in your marriage. And this hug came from a post that was up on the One Extraordinary Marriage Facebook page that says, I am so relieved to have stumbled upon the one podcast and family. My wife and I have been together four years, married for one and a half, and we've had some pretty extreme ups and downs. I was a terrible partner for a good majority of those years. I struggled with pornography, alcohol, and drug abuse that stemmed from my upbringing and poor self-esteem. Mm. I was incredibly secretive about all of it. I opened up in early 2020 about my porn addiction, but eventually relapsed due to some other substance issues. In 2021, my wife stumbled upon some of my substances, and that led me that has led me to coming up on a year of abstinence from all substances that make me a monster, choosing to lead the rest of my life on the straight edge. I also started seeing a counselor around last October. Hmm. I found one while, br- while browsing Marriage Help podcasts on Spotify, and it has been the biggest help I've gotten thus far. It has only been a little over a month, but I've already grown in the process. I've let down a lot of walls, opened up with my wife, and each day we have a hug when I get home, and once a week we sit down and have a checkup to see how things are going. It hasn't been easy. Some days it hurts more than others, but I'm grateful for Tony and Lisa and all of you here. It's been a hard journey and is still taking a lot of work. But my wife is still with me, and I have faith that great things are upon us. Mm, that's awesome. I love it. I mean, just the things that begin to happen after a month, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's taking that step, and it's about what we're talking about even today with breaking the roommate cycle mm-hmm. or what you can do to take that first step. Specifically in today's show, we're talking about breaking the roommate cycle because mm-hmm. this is an area where a lot of you need breakthrough. And I'll tell you why, because as a marriage coach, I actually sit across from a lot of couples who find themselves in a place that they never expected to after they said their I do's. These are couples, and and maybe this will sound, you know, resonate just a little bit with you. These are couples who have really, they've gotten great at divvying up the household chores, the responsibilities, the kids. Um, They even go so far as to describe themselves as great parents or my personal favorite, we're great co-parents. No, you're you're just parents. Mm -hmm. There is no co-ing about this right? Um, they can't remember the last time that they even kissed or sat next to each other on the couch. One of the problems with all the really large couches that we all have now is that there are multiple corners. So everybody goes to their corners. I know this personally, we have three corners in our couch because it's a big sectional. It happens. Uh, conversations. Doesn't mean we're in the roommate cycle though. It just, we like our sometimes space. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we, do. we are. Sometimes it is indicative that we're just kind of drifting. That's true. Um, conver- currently we're not. Currently we're not. <laughs> We just, everybody's got their, I think we've just, regarding the couch, everybody's just kind of like formed their own little like cocoon in the couch. Uh, conversations. They don't go any deeper than groceries or schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, sex seems like a distant memory, right? Can't remember the last time. 
you know, time together without kids or, or others it simply ends up being feeling like a unicorn event, right? Where you're like, what? that people do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as I start to dig into this and into these conversations, so often what it comes back to is that what they envisioned on their wedding day, that, you know, romance, conversations and sex has really actually turned into them being excellent roommates. And, and to be truthful, not even roommates with benefits. Right. And, and the problem, like this concept of, of falling into, you know, this cycle of being roommates or even in the um, Six Pillars of Intimacy book, I actually I addressed this challenge head on in chapter one because it's so pervasive. It, it needs attention because what we discovered in the one family is that about 88 percent of you have experienced this at one point or another in your marriage. And like Tony said, we're not there right now, but we have been. And if we're not careful we fall into the 88%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely can. You know, and it, it's those periods of disconnect, right? Of short conversations of intimacy not happening. And that was, I mean, we did that a lot in the early years of our marriage. The interesting thing to me is when we talk about roommate cycle, what do you see happening? Where do you see this the 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 thing that just keeps coming into my mind the picture that comes into my mind are couples who are sleeping in separate rooms separate beds you may be even in the same bed and yet you feel so far away from one another and that's what i really like when i think about this roommate cycle where, where's that happening how is that happening is one of you in the bed and one sleeping on the couch right now do you have that disconnect? Are the the conversations you are having are just they're just really quick, very just topical. Again, hey, we can we can do the chores, we can parent the kiddos, and yet I'm not coming up to bed until you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of different things. I mean, I actually find that most of the couples that I'm coaching that are stuck in the roommate cycle, they're still sleeping in the same room. Are they okay? Just not comfortably. Got it. There you go. You know, it, it's the conversations that you, like Tony said, you skirt around the issues. You you don't have, um, you don't have make that time together. It's not a priority. And, and you know that's a big part of this because you know one of the things that we asked and have asked the one family in the past is, well, what are the biggest contributors to you falling into this cycle? Mm. right? What do you say? If we ask you the question, what's the biggest contributor to you becoming more like roommates and less like lovers? What's going on there? And here's what y'all said. Kids were 45%. Uh, kids in what way? Kids just managing of the kids? All of it. All of it yeah. that goes we into didn't, We didn't just, go into specifics okay. in, in answers, but like kids were, you know, taking, I mean, kids take up a lot of time and energy. Yeah. And, and I'm, and I'm thinking back to when ours were younger and we were in that phase of life I could say that was a big com- contributor of just sort of getting by and not having a plan on how you and I were going to connect. But it even happens when your kids are older. I mean, the high school years mm, and their true. schedules and prepping them for college and all of those types of things. You can get so focused on your kids. Yeah. And actually kids go a little bit greater than that because having a baby was 14%, right? So if you lump that all together, children in as a collective category yes, was 59%. 59%. Yeah. Well, right? okay. 
uh, work, 23%, busyness, 11%, and lack of communication was 7%. And as I started looking at this list, right, I'm like, okay, kids, work, having a baby, busyness, lack of communication. Uh, Side note, my brain looks for patterns. My brain, you guys often probably hear it on the show. I know my coaching clients will hear me say something like, so the way my brain is putting this together or my brain says, because it does, like I I just look for the connections. And so as I was looking at this list, the connection that popped out for all of you and for me is, well, what's the priority, right? It it comes down to, because if you don't know, because you're brand new to the one family, congratulations. We're so excited to have you here. Welcome. Um, But for everybody else, you know that we have two kids. Our kids are important. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both work. Our work is important. We have full lives. We, we like to do things that we get to do and we want to do more of them. Tony and I talk to people all day long and sometimes, truth be told, especially on nights when I'm coaching in the evening, there isn't a whole lot left for the words to, for one another. Mm-hmm. And you know, as I was preparing this show and thinking about all of you, getting into this place of saying, okay, well, what do roommates do? Right? What what separates roommates from spouses? Mm. Right? Getting into this place because roommates share a space. Right? I had roommates in college. We shared a space. We would talk about our schedules, but, but and what was going on in our lives. But at the end of the day, they were just my roommates. Yeah, I had roommates too. And if we didn't like each other, you just went to your room and like leave me alone. Like it, it was fine, but. Uh, mine was my house where I had five guys and four bedrooms and it was like things would happen and roommate would do something. And you're just like, dude, just, I'm not to, dealing with yeah, this. just go to your room and we'll live this out for the next six months and we'll call it good. Yeah. Like I, I don't have to engage. Roommates don't have to engage with one another. Right. They, they can go about their day and you know, thinking about this whole concept of roommate and, and marriage and, and it hit me that when, when we all got married, and I don't care what your vet wedding vows sounded like. Mm. But when you got married, you did not make roommate vows. Right? Our vows and, and you know, kind of the general ones were, I, I take you to have and to hold in sickness and in health for richer or for poorer as long as life shall last. We, we did a whole series on the wedding vows. But the wedding vows are not roommate vows, people. That, that's good. That, 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 that's really. Tony's just processing this. I I am. (laughs) Today is a process day, I think for me, because we can, we can so easily slide into this in our marriages Mm -hmm. and we don't really know it's happening. It's a little bit over time. It's a little over time. And right now I feel like there needs to be a wake up call. I really feel this right now that you're listening because you need the wake up call. Like your alarm is going off right now. And you may be going, no, Tony and Elisa, this isn't me. I implore you to think about where you're at in your marriage. And is this where you are? And maybe you're not, maybe it's somebody you've been talking to recently or somebody who's come up to you recently who needs to hear this. But I really have this sense that there's somebody there out there just going, yeah, I'm sort of kind of, but you're not really owning up to it. Mm. And so change isn't going to happen unless you go, yes, there is a, an issue that we're facing that I'm dealing with right now. And you need to look at it head on. 
because I believe when we get into this roommate syndrome, it's very easy for us to get apathetic. Oh, yes. It's very easy for us to be there and take victim mentality on like, oh, it's not me. Oh, it's it's not my, like that would never happen to us. Blah, blah. We get into this mindset and yet our marriage is drifting away and we're drifting farther away from our spouse. The one that we said, I do too. Mm-hmm. The one that we said to have and to hold in sickness and in health for richer and for poorer, as long as life shall last. And I think there just needs to be a wake up call right now. Well, and I just want to address the spouse that is likely going to get this show forwarded to them. Yeah. <laughs> because the reality is, is that you might. And um, because some of you that are listening are like, if only I could get my spouse to listen, to listen, to hear, to snap out of this. Yep. And what I want to say is that if your spouse has forwarded you this show and has said, please listen to this, don't get mad. They actually still love you enough to say, I don't know how to say that this is what's happening in our marriage. Please listen and come at it from, come at it from an open heart of saying, okay, well, yeah, maybe we're not as connected as we used to be. Mm. And there's responsibility for that on both sides, right? No dynamic in a marriage ever happens solely because of one person. Just listen, just listen, right? It's okay to feel a whole bunch of emotions stir if your spouse forwards you the show. It's okay. I get it. Tony's forwarding me stuff where I'm like, what are you doing? But the reality <laughs> is your spouse loves you mm-hmm. and they don't want to live as roommates. They have bigger dreams. And my guess is that at one point in time, you had those big dreams too. Mm, yeah. And, and we want to come alongside you because extraordinary couples will find ways to, to make their marriage a priority again. It, 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 it is possible. Like, don't feel like this is, you know, the death now for your marriage. Don't feel like it's an impossible situation. But we want to talk about how to do, how to do that. And we're going to do that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. One Skin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. One Skin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to download the new Bumble now. We're back and we're talking about breaking the roommate cycle and making your marriage a priority. 
and for some of you that are like, wow, that doesn't, that, that doesn't even like, I, don't, I can't even relate to this. I just want to share some statistics on length of time that this happens for couples. 28% of you said that you've been in this place for one to two years. Okay. Wow. Oh, okay. And here's the thing. When I was saying, I know, I know somebody, I, I, I truly didn't read this far down on, on our episode notes. <laughs> Tony doesn't read ahead. Every conversation that we have behind the microphones, guys, is like a first conversation with him, even though I prepared the entire show. We talk about what we're talking about. I, I'm, I'm engaged in, in the yeah. process, but I don't read every single detail. And so 28% of you right now have been in this place for the last one to two years. Mm-hmm. And so it's time for a wake-up call. That, that's truly where we're at. You, you need to hear this for the purpose that you need to get out of where you are in this roommate cycle. Now I'm going to shock you a little bit more. In 10% of marriages, it's lasted over 10 years. Mm, oh, goodness. That, that's not marriage. That's, no. that's not the intent of marriage to be roommates. It, it's not. The, like if I go back one more time just to the vows, I take you to have and to hold in sickness and in health for richer, for poor, as long as life shall last. There's a whole lot of action in there. And the truth is you can keep doing what you've been doing and you can stay in the place of being roommates because if the actions don't change, the results won't change. Straight up. We've been saying that for the last 12 years on these microphones. But that's up to you. It's up to what the two of you want to do because you can reclaim the vision for your marriage. We've seen it. Mm -hmm. Guys, we've seen couples that have been married 40 years 20 years, 30 years. I mean, you know, definitely. 10, 5. I mean, we've seen, the, we've, spe- we've seen the spectrum of length of marriage that have broken the roommate cycle. But you got to acknowledge you're living like roommates. First and foremost, take a look at your marriage. Not, not comparing it to Hollywood, not comparing it to the, you know, the romance right. novels. Thing. No, no, no. Take a look at where you were. Think back to your wedding day. Think back to those dreams, those hopes, the romance, the expectations for conversation, sex, all of that, and look at where you are now. If there's a huge disconnect, there's probably a good chance you're living like roommates. I'm just, I'm just going to say it, guys. Mm-hmm. We love you too much to keep you in that place and to not address it, right? And if you're like, okay, well, what, how do we start breaking out of this? Because I get it. Because sometimes you can be like, yeah, we're there, but like, Tony Lisa, what do we do now? I want to invite you to take the free six pillars of intimacy quiz. Why? So that you can put words around what's happening in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. Go to one slash free quiz. I know Tony's going to put a link to it also in the show notes yep. as well. But here's what happens when you do that. Some of you that are living as roommates, you actually might have a pillar or two or maybe even three that are strong. And here's how I know this. Because a lot of those same couples that have figured out how to do chores and how to take care of the house, whatnot, they very likely have a strong financial intimacy pillar. Not always, but a lot of times that logistical aspect of their lives has been worked out. Mm-hmm. Come from a place of strength. If you figured out how to be strong financially, let's start applying that to the other pillars. But here's what else you'll discover when you take that quiz. You'll find where the cracks are. This is why Tony loves the quiz. And this is what Tony says to every, like every time we're interviewed, Tony is like, 
for the longest time for ourselves and for others, it felt like people were grasping at straws. Yes. And that's why we, we have the, the six pillars of intimacy is your framework. And if you haven't picked up the book, if you haven't taken this free quiz, go do it. We have it there. So now you have something that you can look at and you can go, wait a minute. This is where we are in our marriage. This is, this is our moment in time. This is our guide to having the extraordinary marriage we desire. And you can begin to look at it and go, wow, we do have a, a really amazing emotional intimacy pillar. Great. The other five, not so much, but at least we know where we're strong mm-hmm. and we can build off of that so we can get out of this roommate cycle and we can get back into the extraordinary. We can, we can even start moving that needle. Maybe it's not extraordinary yet, but we start moving that needle from roommate to married couple mm-hmm. to extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it starts there. The second thing you got to do is you got to schedule time with one another, right? Like you got to be intentional about your time. And we've already established there are a lot of things. I mean, that whole list of what are the distractions? We got kids, we got work, we got just busyness. We got, you know, all of the, there are things that take your time. Welcome to being part of the human race. You can't, I mean, it's very rare um, to actually run into people who don't have anything on their schedule. What do you say? <laughs> I was just going to say retired couples. Well, yeah. I, well, it, it's so funny because as soon as I said that, I'm like, I'm thinking of my parents making the biggest choice of their day, which is which beach are we going to go to? Yeah. They live in Puerto Rico. <laughs> so, okay. There is a segment of our listening population. You have a little bit more time on your hands. Yeah. Those of you that are in the throes of raising children, building careers, you're heavily involved even retired couples are, are often heavily involved in their community, church, organization. So it, it's just different. Right. It is. But a lot of people, use, if you ask them, hey, well, you know, what's on your schedule? They're like, oh, I'm busy. Like, it's a thing. You can't be so busy that there isn't time for your spouse if you want to break the roommate cycle. And here's why. Because as roommates, we can come and go as we please. Do what we got to do. It's all about self. When you said I do, the two shall become one. We are now co-joined. We are joined together to be in this relationship moving forward. But we got to get back to the two shall become one. Not that I'm just myself and I can come and go as I please. And so you guys scheduling time together is vitally important for your marriage. And to get out of this roommate cycle. So what are you doing? How are you guys going to schedule that time together? We talk about many different ways that you can do that. You guys need to be intentional and take action around it. Be it a coffee break. Be it a walk and talk. Go go on a date. What are you doing in these areas? What activities are you doing? This is, you know, go figure that out so that you have some time, just the two of you. And stick to it. Super simple. Don't bump your spouse for all the other things that people want you to do. Just don't. Just put, don't. Put it, put it on your calendars, you guys. It, if there's one thing I can say, and I was not into having like a Google calendar for the longest oh, time. so resistant. I was more than happy with my paper calendar. I thought it worked fantastic. And yet the, the move for us, just having that on our calendar, it comes up like... Hey, if we're going to pray together, 
it shows up. There's a, there's a reminder that shows up 10 minutes before we're going to pray together. If we're going to do a coffee break, it shows up 10 minutes before we're going to do our coffee break. If we're going to do a walk and talk, it shows up 10 minutes before we do a, a walk and talk. It's there. It's on our calendar. It's a reminder. What are you thinking? It, it just hit me. Like I was literally just thinking about our calendar for the last couple of weeks. And this is a complete side note, you guys, but just think about what we're talking about scheduling it. I can think of the fact that on our calendar in the last couple of weeks, we've had a date night scheduled walk and talk. So date night, recreational intimacy, uh, walk and talk mm-hmm. also recreational and emotional. Um, we had time for sex scheduled. Mm-hmm. So sexual intimacy and we had prayer. Mm-hmm. So, Spiritual. so we had four or five at the end. Like it just hit me as you said that how much more intentional we've even gotten this year because, because last year towards the end of last year, we'd kind of fallen into this. Mm-hmm. And so now there are all these blocks on our calendar that are us. We're not telling you to do something we're not doing. Start with one of them and then you, you then you grow from there. So the next thing we want you to go do is have fun again. Please. please go please, have fun please. again. This is all about your recreational intimacy. What are the what are the activities? What are the date times that you have on your calendar to reconnect as a couple? You need to be able to reconnect in a way that allows the two of you to laugh, to have some joy, to to maybe expand what you're thinking, you know, even seeing Elisa and I recently went to the Van Gogh experience here in San Diego, something that we've never done before. I enjoy art. Um, I actually enjoy musicals more, and I'd like for us to go see some musicals again, Um but we went to the Van Gogh experience and it was an interesting, it, it was an interesting, I'll say experience. You know, you walk into this big room and you get to see all this Van Gogh type art in a digital way. And it was really pretty cool, but we had some fun together. You know, we left there and we went for a drive up the coast. We had a, a nice little dinner together. It, it was just a, a real fun way for us to reconnect, you know, get out of the norm for others You may want to go axe throwing. For others, you may want to go paddle boarding. For others, you may want to sit around the fire pit. Whatever you want to do, Mm -hmm. have fun. And can I can I say this? And I and I can't say it enough. You don't need to compare your recreational intimacy, how you guys connect, as you get out of this roommate cycle, with somebody else on on Instagram or social media. This is about you guys. One of the things I think the hardest thing is for Elisa and I at times is we want to be the voice so that you have the extraordinary marriage. We don't want us to be the couple that you're comparing yourselves to. That's a, that's a big thing. A lot of people in today's world want to pipe their horn to go look at me, look at us. You need to be like us. Elisa and I didn't write the six pillars of intimacy so you could be like us. We want you to be like you. We want you two to have the extraordinary marriage that you desire. So don't look at us or anybody else when you look at your recreational intimacy and how you strengthen it. Absolutely. It's hard to go after Tony when he just drop like does the whole mic drop like that. I'm like, I, I, what do I say after that? Well, our last point <laughs> is be intentional about the time that you do have together. And it, it goes back to our second point, which is scheduling time, mm-hmm. right? You, you don't have to spend 24 hours a day together. Elise and I, even though we are in the same home, working on some of the same stuff and even different stuff, 
we're not here 24 hours a day, you know, at the hip. We have our own things that we got going on. <laughs> Alisa just made a face going like, yeah, that would drive her nuts. It, it absolutely would. And, and It would drive you nuts too. And it face would drive, it. And drive me nuts as well. But we are intentional about our marriage mm-hmm. and about areas in our, in our marriage, you know? So do your thing, but make sure that you are taking action. And I just want to close because I, you know, I'm just thinking about this. And I know sometimes we have those shows where we come a little, we come down a little heavier and I just need to say we do this out of a place of love. Mm-hmm. We are seeing so many marriages. We get the emails, we get the DMS, we hear from you all about being in this place. And it's a show like this that sometimes becomes that wake up call because being roommates is about maintaining the status quo. Staying as roommates, that's the easy way. And I'll tell you that. It is easy. You just you just exist. You know, you're just saying that, babe. And, and the song that hit my head is Brandon Lake, Rattle. Like, you, you need a rattle right now. Like, you, you, need a, you need a little bit of a rattle right now. Because if we don't get a little rattling going on in our marriages, we're going to sit in this place and be roommates and we have this one life to live. And we said, I do to this person that we love so much. And we're going to squander it. And guess what? We have this one life to live. So what are you going to do? Are you going to live it fully? Yes. Are there going to be some bumps and bruises along the way? Yes. Are there going to be some tough times along the way? Are there going to be t- tough conversations? Yes. Is everything going to go perfect? No. And yet, what do we say at the top of every episode? Sex, love, commitment. And the, the most important of those three is the commitment part. Mm. Are you guys committed to one another? Because I believe if you are committed to one another, the roommate times, they're going to start to fade. Mm. They're going to fade because there's greater things ahead for you. Guys, being extraordinary is about pushing the limits to grow together. It's about looking at each day as a new opportunity to connect in every area of your marriage. Your marriage wasn't designed to be a roommate relationship. It wasn't. So what are you going to do this week? What are the two of you going to do this week to break the roommate cycle? Yeah. All right, you guys go after it. This is your week. We want to hear from you. So send in those hugs. We want to hear how you're breaking your roommate cycle, how you're rattling it up, you know, this week, next week, over the next 30 days, send in your hugs. We'd love to hear it from you. Have a great one. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.